<laughs> All right, welcome back. Welcome back to Greenbox Gaming plays Delta Green Impossible Landscapes, and you are joining us for episode. I guess this is really this is really episode zero of season two. We've left it's like epilogue of season yeah. one. Yeah, well, it's like it's like epilogue slash like session zero uh, for season two. Um, Wait, what are we playing? <laughs> generals. Yeah, we're playing Command and Conquer Generals again. That's uh. Anyway, so uh. Okay. How are, how are you guys? Apparently, we're all super wiped out today. But uh, how are you guys doing? How are you guys feeling about uh old Delta Green? Your experience I'm on the night floors. How are you gonna pull a, a whole hour's worth of content out of your ass right now? <laughs> because uh as we all know i'm i'm not very good at making things up on my own that's well, not true yeah Ooh. well so i i, I figured what we do is first we just start with like just a quick recap of you know if if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to season one which was uh, the first operation of impossible landscapes which is night floors go back and listen to that uh, just you can go ahead and stop this one go back to the beginning and listen to it um it but it might be confusing it might be a little confusing <laughs> if you're jumping in right now uh but for you know what you can it's probably self-standing each one will be equally confusing as the last <laughs> and probably be more confusing than the next yeah so welcome welcome so f- what do you guys think as far as like what are your big takeaways for what was happening like to your characters or what do you think your characters like came out of the night floors thinking like basically what just fucking happened as they go into their you know back to their regular lives we've been we've just been thinking about this constantly um just, I mean, so just thinking, thinking. I, the one thing i was thinking about is so hank technically didn't give away the book the uh, pink and yellow book. No. Nope. Did you have a copy? Yeah, because I took it and I was about to read it the last episode as like some. Hell oh yeah. Thing for something happening. Well, that's a that's a good so question. So Hank still like, has that. He's just he's what's he doing? Just holding on to it. Well, I think uh okay, I think Hank's whole thing at this point is like obviously he wants to put all this shit behind him, not thinking about it, but he's like still like uh kind of uh peeved or like it's egging him that he never found the girl and maybe he's like holding it the book is like some kind of memento of sorts i don't know Mm. in hopes he can dredge up the case again and maybe it'll maybe in season two maybe maybe in season two yeah what about uh what about benji what's benji's feel literally don't even remember what happened to benji (laughs) okay I want to say that's weird. That was the character you were playing. Yeah, <laughs> he's dead to me now. <laughs> Didn't he go back to? He went back to teaching, yeah. and then he just found it was very joyless. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. how his trauma manifested. It was just like him confronting the the horrors of everything that had happened. And like actually processing it, and it just made him feel like numb and joyless. Yeah. As he 
delves deeper to this uncanny shit show. Well, and then you've still got a copy. <laughs> Do you still have a copy of The King in Yellow, or did, or is that the one yep, that Hank yep. has? We got two. Oh, sure. I, I think we took Hank them from one in the, in the bookstore. Did you? I yeah, you we took those from you. I remember you saying you did, but nobody ever made any rolls, and Benji wouldn't just hand them over. So <laughs> ah, that's fair, you know. That's a fair well, he, point. Benji didn't say I'm not handing them to you. Oh, I think he probably still has them. To be frank, well, yeah. I have one. I have the original, but didn't Hank buy a copy in the bookstore? You guys received a copy in French. Yes, I took one, and then the amorphous hand came out of the darkness and gave it to Robert. Wait, so do we have three copies? You should only have two. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Like so Can we can we photocopy the King of Yellow? (laughs) (laughs) Basically, like I like Hank definitely has one. Maybe you have one, maybe you have the French copy. Like I really don't know if Benedict would have given a shit about keeping one. No. No, no. But the thing is is take it from Benji. Well the thing is is Benji also has those other books that you found you have an english mm-hmm. to tartesian dictionary you have um oh god what was the one uh, a city without doors i believe let's see i got them all on my character sheet um i'm pretty sure i've read all of them at this point i think i took the time to read all of them oh yeah the, the russo-germanic hegemony mm-hmm. so Roy on john a world without doors history of the russo-germanic hegemony and that's I think that's all of them. Yeah. Well, what about Benedict? Like, like is the plan to go back to the UK, or is he just going to be kind of staying in New York? I think he stays in New York, but there's much less keeping him there now. Yeah. He he came out of that whole operation with a shard of glass from the mirror, the picture of Michelle that he scrolled away from her apartment. Oh yeah, <laughs> you got a picture of Michelle <laughs> like stuck on the fridge. He tenderly keeps it under his pillow every night. And then oh, no. he, he took the vinyl Abbey and he listens to Abbey every single night. Before every single night? <laughs> every night. And now it's it's gotten bad. The magpie that he owns, Margie. Has started learned. to sing the song? Yeah, yeah. So it's just constantly playing. It's getting a little bit... Whatever happened to Abbey? Whatever happened yeah. to Abbey? <laughs> Whatever happened to Abbey? Was this his first uh, trip to the States? So does he just think this is the uh, how everybody rolls? This is just what it's like over here. Sometimes you get picked up off the side of the road. and The Yanks have a weird way of doing it over here. Jesus. Well, um, so if you guys have uh, Roll20 up, and if you go ahead and pull up your character sheets, there's some stuff that needs to happen. Um, But for that... I want to set a quick scene for you. Um, It's a dark room. It's... The floors are solid concrete, but a little moist. A place that doesn't have super good drainage. It's a basement. And there's the kind of cliche single light bulb hanging on an exposed wire just in the middle of the room and sitting with their hands tied to metal folding chairs are three people. Uh, Each of them has bags over their heads. Uh, Looks like one of them might be asleep. 
and uh, the other two are kind of uh, muttering. Uh, one appears to be trying to communicate, and the other one is just kind of muttering and shifting back and forth in this repetitive pattern. One of the figures has a, a wound on their leg. It looks to have been some type of dog attack. And the other, the one in the middle who's trying to communicate with the one who's rocking back and forth is wearing a a, uh, a name tag It says David on it. There's a, we see like a, the camera like pulls back through the peeps or like the eye slot in a door, a metal door that slams shut. And you hear the sound on the other side, you hear people talking. They're like, well, I mean, we've, we've gotten everything we can out of them, but. I really don't know what Acel wants us to even do here. And it's just like you just kind of you kind of see figures kind of moving in the darkness and you see them like standing over a table never seeing their faces. And one of them says uh this Yeah, yeah, I I figure we probably got to cut them loose and and about that time you hear the sound of a uh, a fax machine printing off like a the dial tone spinning up as a fax prints off. And you see the men, uh, they both look at each other and look at the fax machine. They walk over. One of them picks it up and looks at it and says, Well, so much for uh, <laughs> cutting them loose. Hands it to the other one. He looks at it and he's like, Ah, Jesus Christ. <sighs> oh, well. You, uh... You want to you want to do it or you want to do clean up? And the other man says, "Ah, I've got this one." And he stands up. And you see him reach into the back of his pants and pull out a pistol as he walks oh, towards no. the door oh, God. with a with the He's steel save eye me shutter. So good. And he opens and he rises. He goes in. He goes, "What's?" He says, "He says, what's uh, what's static protocol anyway?" And then exits. Blackout on the scene. I was just thinking how much fun it would be if for the next part two of this, we played those three as the main part. <laughs> <laughs> that would be I, good. I call Michelle. I want to be the tank. <laughs> She's the tank, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I think we did the right thing. They're going to be so happy wherever they take them. In a better yeah. place. Well, and... Uh, what a myth. And so now we need to talk about kind of what else happens. And as you guys know, one of the mechanical things that kind of sets Delta Green separate from a lot of other games is there is this um, this idea of between missions, you guys have home scenes, uh, which are things that you guys are doing like between big missions. Now, um, first things first, um, everyone, all three of you, now have one of the damaged veteran archetypes. Ooh, that sounds fun. Now, Benji is already a damaged veteran. He was already a damaged veteran to begin with uh, because he took one of those archetypes from his interaction with the supernatural. Robert Johnson. And this is 
being weird. Uh, so I'm just trying to pull it up here. And I dropped the, uh, in the roll 20, I dropped the Google Doc where the rules are. So now we all have like 90% on an unnatural. No. Benji. <laughs> <laughs> Does Benji have 90%? Is he at 90% this whole Something time? Something like that. On what? Unnatural. No, I only got 15. You're probably thinking of a cult. I've got a 62 in a cult. Yeah. This, this cult is very up. good. Unnatural is you can only put points in that by experiencing unnatural stuff, right? Pretty much. The, um... Well, so we should have at least five points in that. Our Hank should. Yeah, well, sorry. Asked and answered. Yep, sorry about that. Uh, that is an opinion, I suppose. Now, actually, I'm trying to find the. Um, I'm trying to find the actual. Yeah, I think I think I've got it. If your character is not yet part of Delta Green, you're done. But if you're playing a Delta Green agent, some past experience with unnatural forces brought you to the group's attention and made you willing to join them. Blah de blah de blah. For more experienced characters, the handler may ask you to do this more than once. Then there's three things, four things: extreme violence, captivity or imprisonment, hard experience, and things man was not meant to know. Indeed. So the. Of the, um, I guess it's kind of it's really kind of up to you guys uh, between for Hank and Benedict, which of these do you think like really more applies? Where did you find that, John? Is that in condensed rules or agent creation? Agent's handbook. Okay. It's dropped in the chat at the beginning. Uh, that's a Google Doc for the home events. So yeah, so basically, just you guys just tell me which of these do you think describes you better? Um, a traumatic and or like has it described this experience for your characters for Hank and Benedict? Exposure to extreme violence, captivity or imprisonment, hard experience. Or things man was not meant to know. Art experience was one. Yep. Um, Hard experience is basically kind of like this whole thing has hardened you, but decreased. It's like made you better at what you do, but it has severely affected your relationships, and that's the way that the trauma is kind of coming out. Sean, we're getting a little bit one. of static from you. My side. Yeah. Okay. Oh, did up. you turn your uh, noise suppression back on? Uh, I'll check that. Sorry. Yeah. What do you think for Hank? I'm going to go with that. Hard, Hard. experience? Hard experience. All right. Uh, go ahead and add 10 to your occult skill. Aha. Uh -huh. See, I knew what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Hank or Hank has gotten a little more experience in just kind of what kind of is going on with the occult and almost also take away five sanity total from the 
From your total, yeah. It's not good. Does that put you at a, uh... Does that put you at a, uh, breaking point? I'm too away from a breaking point. So it does. Now you are? Ooh. Okay, so I'll give I'm, you... Right now, I'm too away from a breaking point. So yeah. if you take five, you're gonna go over a breaking point? No, no. Right now, I've okay. deducted five. Okay. And oh, I'm too away son from of a breaking point. <laughs> Bitch. Also, uh, let's let's take a look at Hank's. Uh, let's take a look at Hank's character sheet. Let's take a look at Hank's bonds real quick. Only two bonds for Hank, isn't it? Oh man, boy's a bit of a loner. Oh, man, oh man. Um, but I mean, there's five people in one of them. <laughs> one of them includes a relationship <laughs> with all five of his sons. You know. I, I, do you think do you think you should get to choose which of these bonds is severed by this experience? Or do you think it should be uh, random? Random, I say. <laughs> yeah, let's make it random. Damn, Damn, he's going to really throw away his least favorite child. Like that's he can't choose that. All right, so I'm going to do a D100. Uh if it is if it's below 50, is 50 and below? You're gonna lose relationship with all with your sons. All of them. All of them. They're all in one. They're all one bond. <laughs> what if, about just James? If it's fifty-one, nope. If it's fifty-one, <laughs> nope. That's cheating. <laughs> if it's fifty-one and above, uh, man, Sandy at the Waffle House, you know. Just, More uh, for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So here we go. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Oh man, you know what? Ever since, ever since all this happened, you you know you went that one time to uh, to see Sandy. Sixty nine. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. But you know, you really just couldn't nice. get your your mind off of Cindy from from the records office, and uh, but you know you've just been dealing with a lot, and uh, so I'm gonna need you to remove Sandy. Oh no. Not the Waffle House Sandy. Not the Waffle House she's, Sandy. She's mine. She's all mine. Get your filthy hands off of me, you pervert. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> At least I still got my boys. <laughs> Not for long. By the way, how is your bond still 12 with them? I don't know. Okay, we'll, we'll deal with that later. Um, let's see. Is okay. that the max you can have for a bond? No. Oh, it's it's. I think your max is still higher. Um, so yeah. Um, let's see. Where was I? Sorry, I keep getting sidetracked. Uh, so yeah. So that is what you have, and also, you now have. You now get to add ten percent to any four skills. Gotta be spread out, huh? Yes. Is, okay. what, where does that come from? Is that just like into the mission thing? Yeah, these are uh, these are the specifically the guidance for what happened between in the home scenes, what happened between 1995 and where you guys are going. Is everyone has to take a veteran archetype? Okay, I'm gonna put one. You said four tens. Yeah. All right, one's going to be an alertness. 
because we got screwed with that several times. The other one's one's gonna be in firearms, just in case we come across another uh civilian that's extremely <laughs> adept at that's very hard to, to beat up. Um Can we go ahead and update our checked skills? Oh yeah, you guys can go ahead and do that too. I'm going to go 10 in Persuasion. And then for my last, uh, 10 in Criminology. Okay. What about for Benedict? What's Benedict thinking? Extreme. Benedict gets the same. Like, hard experience makes sense. I was toying with whether the the kind of captivity and the night floors and that whole experience would be imprisoning but i don't think so i got you so i think just hard experience okay yeah so add that 10 occult skill we did more imprisoning than being in prison yeah really (laughs) subject of imprisonment or imprisoner so yeah Um, so uh go ahead and add 10 to that hard experience uh subtract five sanity yep oh it's getting close eh? he's 50 50 sanity, breaking points 48. So okay. that's gonna be Remove one bond. Uh, who, away too, huh? which, uh, which bond is going here? Oh god, so there's three options. There's Judy, Margie, and Barlow. Judy the neighbor, Margie the Yeah, because Jeremy's already gone, isn't he? You were supposed to have four, but one of them's gone. From, <laughs> haven't heard from Jeremy in a while. He just, he just does not show He's, up for work anymore. Doesn't I don't know what's gotten into him. All right. Uh, you, you, there should be some rule. If you uh, invite a bond along with the mission, you get advantages on sanity checks because your bond's with you. <laughs> oh, that's so not that's not a bad that's one. Bad. Ex, ex, <laughs> eh, that's not bad, except Jeremy wasn't really with you guys most of the time. All right. He did all the paperwork. I'm going to roll a dice. Uh, one to, it's, I'm going to roll a d6. One and two, Judy. Three, four, Margie. Four, five, or sorry, five, six. Uh, it's gonna be Barlow. So here we go. Let's see what happens. That is a one. Oh, Judy, your elderly wow. neighbor. Judy. Now it's just so that record that keeps playing in his mind in his house. It just goes on repeat endlessly, and Judy just evaporates from his mind. And now he's just sat with Abby. It's just Abby. Doesn't even know who Judy was. Man. Man. Fucking Junior. Remind me who Barlow is. He's uh, the brother, older brother from back home. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, go ahead and add those uh, those 40 points. Spread them around. Cool. I think we did a bunch of searching, so you'll get one there. Looked into history a bunch. Human. So much human. And then. Jeez. Probably hand-to-hand combat. Okay. Now, what about Benji? Is Benji just going to stick with the damage he's already got, or do you want to take on another one? You can or, take on two damage vets. Do you? If you want to take on another one, you can. Uh, yeah, I want to do it. All right, he's going to do it. <laughs> Which one? Uh, it just makes sense to go with Harden since that's what they went with. I think. All right. Yeah. I believe 
I'm already, I've already got things man was not meant to know. Right. So uh, go ahead and take that 10% additional occult skill. Subtract 5 sanity. That puts me one away from my breaking a point. Guys, nice. we're not doing too good. <laughs> uh, go ahead and remove one bond, and let's let's look at a. Uh, well, let's let's look at yours. Let's look at old Benji Potts. How, Who does Benji even how have? It, how much was it to a cult? Ten. Ten. Do I get any to unnatural for hardened? No. I want my money Benji back. Be, so Benji must be so good at a cult at this point. So. So Benji has Sandy, Skyler, uh, T Model Ford, who's the the blues, <laughs> the the blues uh, <laughs> uh, musician, and Doctor Wendy Wright, who is your uh, the professor you work, work underneath at Julia, yeah, my, my mentor. So I'm gonna roll a D100. It's gonna be 25, 25, 25. Let's see what and, happens. I mean, story wise, I think it's pretty clear it would be Skyler since he's the only one that I crossed. Does oh, it have okay. to be randomized? Mm. It doesn't have to be. I think that's fair. I think that you're to say that you're that you've really pulled back from your relationship with Skylar. You miss one party and it'll just yeah, just go. They were not here anyway. Yeah. He was yeah. only using you for your because you did his homework. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and uh, go ahead and add those forty points. Uh, kind of spread them around your uh, skills. There. It has to be ten in four different categories. Yep. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to add 10 to a cult, so I'll have an 82 now. Jesus. <laughs> it's a really strong cult. And to unnatural, because when else do you get to add to unnatural? Yeah. What about swimming? <laughs> what about swimming? Let's, let's do swimming. Not enough people focus on swimming, you know? All right. Uh, what else? What else? <laughs> or artillery. That'll, that could come in handy. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I'm going to slam once. Throughout all the Delta Green. Nope. Nope. That's not true. Oh, I tried we to go timing. scuba diving on the lake. That, oh, that's right. That Joe is so against. He's like, there's nothing in the lake. There's jack shit in this lake. Get out, you morons. I've wasted hours of my life. For those listening, yeah, uh, when we were playing Control Group, which is an incredible Delta Green uh, book, by the way. It's really so good. Uh, it's a really great intro book. Um, God, just Dace's character just had to go look in that pond. Yeah, spoilers, everybody should go to the lake and do a deep dive and spend an hour and a half there just to see the reaction of your handler. And just I think it was worth you. it. Yeah. Alright, so the next thing we need to do um, is let's see. Um, Dace, I'm getting a little bit of echo from you. Uh, if you could turn your volume down a touch. Um, if let me see here. So yeah, on the if you follow, use that link that I sent on roll twenty. Uh, that will take you to the rules reference, and if you scroll on down to 
if you scroll down to page 13, these are the home, the home rules. So, I'm going to go ahead and let you... So, we need to do some home scenes that your characters engage with between uh, the night floors and the next operation. Now, I'm going to tell you, it's a long time. In fact, it's 20 years. Well, we're moving from 1995 up to 2015. Each of you is going to have time, and we can play we can play these out a little bit. Each of you is going to have time to do three home scenes. But and that's what page 13 here is of the rules references to kind of look at the home scenes. Um, your choices each one of these you're because this takes so long because or because you guys have so long to work with this it's 20 years each one of these roles you're going to have a plus 20 on basically because it's a long time that you have between operations um, so yeah now if but before that I'm going to let you guys know something else you guys are all in the city of New York on September 11th, 2002. And the attacks on the World Trade Center send the entire world, especially New York City, absolutely reeling. Especially for Hank as a member of uh, federal law enforcement. I mean, it just turns his entire world upside down. Now, a few, I say, or about a year later, in the middle of 2003... You guys are contacted by, by Agent Marcus. And he asks for you to meet him at the same place he did before uh, in Madison Square Park. You were to give him the same, you know, the same passphrase you did before, which is to tell him he's going to be there smoking. You're supposed to walk up to him and, you know, and tell him the cat or the, the passphrase. Do any of you remember the passphrase? Yeah. So, what's your brand? Nope. That's the response. <laughs> I was about to say, it's, of all people, you remember that. I, that's amazing that you remember that. It is, um, yeah. well, I think canonically, I think, uh, I think Benji shows up with it written on a sheet of paper, which is oh, exactly the wrong thing to do. <laughs> Back of his hand or something. It was, um, it's something like you should quit those yeah don't you don't you know that's bad don't you know that's bad for you yeah and then i just can't quit i know but i just can't quit my brand yeah so Mm -hmm. you go and so again and this is eight years later you have not heard from marcus this entire time you all show up you all show up uh like what how are you guys looking in 2003 like what's what's is there a dirty he's gone straight emo kid he's got a studded black belt <laughs> he's got long hair no <laughs> it's in his face change genres yeah <laughs> um Hank's looking like you know when you do a close up in Spongebob and their faces are super ugly and leathery <laughs> and like, like like too detailed yes that's how uh, his face has gone from an older man to a uglier older man yeah well I mean like and it has been rough like it's just been constantly going 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 uh, there's this new department of homeland security thing 
and it is just like federal law enforcement is like you've seen more new agents come through the door in the last year in the last like half a year than you've seen your entire career it's just it's bonkers um what about benedict i think i think it'll depend i think it'll depend benedict stuff at work has been rocky and for 20 years keeping up that farce of a job he's probably he's either very good at it or he's become borderline just like not even coping with life uh, but I think that'll that'll depend on the home vignettes. Right, right. But he's well, just thrown himself into his work. Well, I'm just... Uh, so one of the things that happens is that, you know, you all are sitting there with Marcus, and he's he says, he's like, all right. And Marcus, he looks... Um, <laughs> he, he looks rough. Uh, like, as he sits down, you know, you, like the smell of cigarettes. I mean, he smokes, but it's like the smell of cigarettes is just thick on him and it's like cigarette smoke and B.O. Like it looks like he hasn't shaven in a few days and he looks he looks rough. Um, and he, you know, as he sits down he goes to light another cigarette and then sees that his pack is empty and just shit! And just like it just kind of throws it on the ground kind of angrily. He's like alright, alright. I need to talk to you guys. I need to talk to you uh, about something that's coming down the down the pipes. Marcus, you haven't aged a day. <laughs> Thanks, Hank. I, it's been rough out here. It's... The... So... The... I was contacted... By... A contact I, I've had, you know... With us. One of my contacts. They are, um, you guys know the whole reason our organization is to, is to keep dangerous things under wraps, not just away from, from people, from like the common people, you know, from the, you know, from regular folks just living their lives, but we're, we actually, we keep this stuff from falling into the hands of those who'd misuse it, namely the government. Any government, any corporation, anyone with power, they always want their hands on this shit. They never do the responsible thing with it, which is to destroy it. Now, I had one of my one of my old contacts reached out to me, found me. Don't know how. They said that they're um, if they're looking for recruits. They say they're us. They say they're Delta Green. But I don't know. They're working for this new uh, Homeland Security thing. They're I don't know. They've got their fingers in all sorts of pies and the NSA and the CIA and I don't It's a bad deal. All right. But I wanted to. They invited us, basically. But I haven't given an answer yet. But like I said, guys, these people in power—they can't be trusted. They take 
They're already bad enough with the power they do have. Can you imagine what they would do? Why are you even bringing this up to us if if you're so adamantly against them? It didn't feel right for me to just leave you guys in the dark. Let me... Basically, there's a new player in town. This... I don't know what they call themselves, but they're not us, okay? And if they reach out to you... How do you know that? Because, because, because that's not what we're about. We're not about, you know, filling the Department of Defense with, with new weapons or intelligence apparatus. And that's not what we're about. We, we have to destroy this stuff. This stuff is too delicate, is too dangerous. Think about, think about what fucking happened. And he like looks around. He's like, back in 95. He, he Benji l- thinks about the copy of the King in Yellow sitting on his bookshelf back at home, and he's <laughs> yeah. like, "Yes, destroy it." <laughs> <laughs> and he looks at Benedict. He's like, "You ever hear from that PA of yours?" Oh, Jeremy is—he's a bit of a, and he just avoids it. He just trails off with a. Yeah. Uh, nice, dude. <laughs> Sweet diversion. <laughs> Listen. If anyone approaches you and they want you to join, you know, this new thing, just just be warned, okay? And watch your backs, alright? Well, hold up now. Uh, wouldn't it stand to reason that uh, we would want someone on the inside of this organization? I don't think that's how this works, Hank. These guys, they got feelers all the way up to the top. I mean, the freaking, as far as I know, they've got the president in their pocket. Like, this thing, my my contact laid it out for me. This thing is already too big, too unwieldy. It's already a terrible idea. We need to what stick... What are they calling themselves? Is there a name associated with this group? They're calling themselves... The program. And by the way, when he says the program, you guys are reminded of a certain someone who you once encountered in the night floors eight years ago. Michael. Michael Whitwer, who told you that he was a member of the program, that he was Agent Vega. And was his ticket... His plane ticket for 2005 or 2015? I believe it was for 2015. I will verify that quickly. But yeah. Yes, it was 2015. So is this uh, something optional? Are you, are, you, are you trying to get the team back together? What, what are you saying? No, 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 no. No, I, we don't have... I haven't heard anything from A-Cell. I just, we don't have a mission, but... If these new guys approach you, and try to recruit you, they're not us, okay? They have their own system. They... I don't know how they're, how they're doing it, but they're, they're not us, okay? Just... Are we... You guys aren't... 
aren't going to join them if they come to you, are you? I mean, the chance to work with the paranormal and not have to work with you, that does sound pretty tempting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Benji. <laughs> He's a... Of course, Benji's just joking. You can be assured that we will not uh, do anything with this organization. Oh, uh, what's the... Do you know the pay there, Marcus? Pay grade? What are we looking at? They have a benefits package? I, I think they have an HMO. Uh, it's uh, oh. a... <laughs> um, their benefits. So, Marcus will... We'll get up and leave at some point. I mean, so what I'm describing here is something that you as players may have knowledge of, which is some point after 2002, there is a schism between the organization that you served in 95, which is typically referred to as the Outlaws, and the other Delta Green, which is known as the Program. And to put it into perspective, the the group that you were a part of in uh, Wormwood Arena was the program. Yeah. Okay. So that's just you. For, for That's for you guys, mm. for your meta knowledge. Maybe it's not something I should have told you, but I told you nonetheless. Other meta knowledge well, in that flashback scene at the beginning. Are we to infer that Asa Darabondi is involved with Delta Green? In the flashback at the beginning yeah with the three people tied up mm-hmm. they said uh something about what does asa want to do with them no no they said oh. what static A-cell. protocol oh a cell yeah a cell okay a cell yeah which Shit. is <laughs> that changes uh, that things. was like a major reveal a cell a cell a cell a cell my bad but yeah it's like jared bond he's running this shit dude <laughs> so during this time that you no one ever reaches out to you guys you guys aren't ever approached by the program um but if you would have been do you think you would switch over do you think that your characters would believe in the mission of like no the government can't be trusted we don't need this big system like what do you what do you guys feel about that hmm I, well, I was. I thought we were supposed to. I was trying to keep it open ended because I didn't know if we had to join them to continue the campaign. No. <laughs> I guess if we're strictly looking at, uh, I don't think Hank would. I mean, he's probably super old at this point. You know, jaded about all that stuff, probably. Yeah. To a certain extent. I think Benji would kind of be the same. I guess we don't really know what's happened in between now and then because we haven't done the home scenes. Yeah. But I'm just picturing Benji as like super gaunt and like sunken eyes and stubble. Like he probably looks more like an actual blues man now than he ever <laughs> has before. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think he's just like extremely world weary at this point. What about Benedict? Benedict doesn't trust any more organizations, even his own. He's become super paranoid, so he would He'd probably not want to to sign up for anything. Yeah. He's taking notes and publishes this the next week. Yeah. yeah. Entire conversation. <laughs> so 
so on to home scenes um do you guys have an idea of kind of like what you'd kind of like to pursue you can pursue something more than once if you want to you got to pick three of them who wants to start does anyone have an idea already no oh i thought we had to roll for to no, see which you, one you can pick you tell me what you want to do uh well, okay, it definitely makes sense for Hank, unless someone else wants to go first. The first thing that catches my eye is to stay on the case. Okay. Who? Wait a second. What was what was the bond that Benji lost? Skyler. Skyler. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you want to stay on the case? Actually, before... Yeah. Actually, sorry. Sorry, I keep I keep getting ahead of myself. Before we do that, uh, there is something else that you guys need to do. Um, I need each of you to choose one of your bonds. That'll be easy. Yep, especially for those of you who only have one. <laughs> I need you to choose one of your bonds... Um, and actually, this should be random. So for for uh, Brad or for uh, Hank, you have only have one bond to choose. I've got really bad news. <laughs> Am I not gonna have a bond at all? <laughs> what? Things have fallen through with your children. All of them? They're all one bond, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> They're one contiguous unit. Even James? Even James. I don't understand. What could possibly happen with every single one of the kids? Will you tell me what happens? No. What happens? What if it you stood five of them up in a row and just slapped them? <laughs> <laughs> one after the what other. Possibly after with one with slap. every single one of them. I'll give you James. <laughs> no, you know what I think happens? I think that when I think that when John goes back you know, like to, you know, like talk to his brothers, like everything from there just deteriorates slowly. Right? Mm. That being said, you do develop a new bond in this time. What new bond do you think you develop in this time? Um. Okay, so I'm just uh, getting a new bond. Uh, yeah. You can okay, think about it I for a minute if you want. Let's say, uh, what was the name of that lady? I didn't know her name for the Cindy. longest time. <laughs> Cindy. But then Cindy starts to grow on me after she brings me a cup of coffee and donut after donut. And Dude, finally and, I learned you, her name. And, and then... you were ice cold. <laughs> yes. Did you ever return that material? I think you did. Oh yeah, at the end of the... I did. Yeah, but, um, yeah so go ahead. Did, and then he ghosted her. So go ahead and add. So what what kind of relationship do you have with Cindy then? Is it is it romantic? Are you just you guys just kind of colleagues? You just kind of hang out? Is it platonic? She brings me things and lets me rummage around down in the. Uh, uh, Where are we going with this? In the evidence room. That's what we call it. Uh, 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 yeah, that's some type of new slang. <laughs> well, so so it's uh, so you guys are just colleagues then, or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, nothing romantic. Uh, at least as far as Hank's concerned. Okay, 
So go ahead and add uh, Stacy on there then, and, and assign her a score of twelve. So Cindy. Cindy, yes, my bad. Yeah, go ahead and add her there, but uh, but nuke your uh, your bond with your sons. Okay. Now, what about uh, now for for old Benedict? Benedict, let's take a look at this. You got two to choose yeah. from. Which one's it going to be? Margie or his brother? Here we go. A uh, one to two, or sorry, a uh, one to fifty is Margie. Oh no, Margie the Magpie! What happens to Margie the Magpie? Margie, seeing as though that song Abby is just playing on repeat all day, even when he's out for work, it just it it eventually just drives Margie insane, and one day she just leaps from a stand. She her her, her, Benedict forgets to clip her wings one day because you have to do that to keep them from flying, and. She gets flight back, but she just decides to slam into the window and breaks her neck. Yeah, Jesus, fucking brutal. No, like you, you, breaks you, her neck. you come in and it's like it's not even like she tried to fly out the window. It looks like she just flew directly into the she wall. Just went straight. Yeah, <laughs> he's devastated. Wow. Now, what about um? Uh, so yeah, go ahead and zero out Margie, but but you do develop a new uh, bond. Who do you think, uh, and you can think about it for a moment if you need to. Um, yeah. And we can move on to old Benji. Now, Benji, Benji Reno. See, we got two. We got uh, your, we got old T model Ford, and we got Dr. Wendy Wright. It'd be three, it should be Sandy. Sandy, well. Sandy's zero for some reason. I don't remember deflecting anything onto any bonds. Hmm. Why is Sandy a zero for you? I don't, I don't even think we had a scene with Sandy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's right. Okay, I'm gonna put her back on there. Uh, she just had a zero beside her. So, so you got three here. So let's do a quick roll. Let's roll a d6 and see who's gonna who's gonna get it. None other than T Model Ford himself. Oh god damn it. That's the one I wanted to save the most. A loss to the blues. And you realize community. he was just a fan. And the fan mail being sent back wasn't actually T Model <laughs> Ford. <laughs> well, and the thing is and the thing is is T Model Ford actually in two thousand seven, um, Mr. Ford dies. And what year is it? Uh, well, it's just throughout the we're just kind of operating throughout the entire uh, okay. span. Uh, but okay, yeah, that... in, in 2007, uh, T Model Ford dies of a um, of a drug overdose. That kind of takes some of the sting out of it for me. At least he didn't reject me. At least, <laughs> At least there die. was no rejection. <laughs> yeah, Benji is heartbroken. Yeah. Well, is there any? Are there? Is there anyone you think that uh, Benji? Brings up as a new bond. If Hank can have five sons as one bond, can Benji have an entire fife and drum band as a bond? (laughs) 
I'm talking like 25 people. I'm I'm already regretting letting Brad have his sons at this point, so no. <laughs> These players take that, and take This is even take. actually part of this. I, this is a big... I give you guys uh, an inch. Elaborate plot for just to get rid of my sons. <laughs> no. Uh, does, uh, Jean, do you have, uh, maybe you have an idea for a new bond for Benedict? Uh, no, not yet. Okay. Drawing a blank. I think it'll depend on, work has consumed him. So if you, if you want to, if, if you want to say, if, if we want to take some time and you can kind of hash it out, but just, uh, go yeah. ahead and, and make sure and annotate like on your sheet that you have an additional yeah. bond and it's going to come in at the same level that Margie was at, which I think was a 13. Okay, cool. Well, you guys, if you guys want to think about that, then we can go ahead and look at the uh, the home scenes real quick. I've already made my choice, and you shot it down. Where do we go from here? <laughs> You're just gonna have to live with that one, man. I'm sorry. Uh, he's his bonds now the backing band for T Model Four. Yeah. So, um, but Hank, you would, for Hank, you had said that you wanted to do stay on the case. Yeah. Okay. So, stay on the case for the home scene. And for those listening, for those watching, there's a, a list of home scenes that are like in the book of things you can do between missions. Uh, one of them is to stay on the case, to continue to kind of snoop around and to really stay on mission. So... Um, Let's see. There is. What is the. Crap, but I'm looking at this, and because we're not very good at this game, because I'm not very good at this game, I'm looking like, what are you actually supposed to roll here? What are you supposed to roll against? Uh. Let's see. What do you have here? Oh, you can roll, um. You can roll criminology or occult. All the power hungry handler rolls secretly. Uh, well. So I'd choose that, one of those. Hmm. Criminology. Okay. Alright, so I'm gonna roll this for you. I'm not gonna tell you what you get. How's that sound? Suspicious. <laughs> Suspicious. Don't like it. What's your criminology level? Sixty. Okay. All right. Um. So, reduce. So you're staying on the case. Uh, mechanically, one of the things that's going to happen is that you need to reduce one of your bonds by one. The late nights in the evidence room got to yeah because yeah because yeah, you're you're spending more and more time. Who's gonna take the hit? Well, there's only one person to take the hit, is there? Yeah, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cindy's gonna have to take that hit. You know, like you, uh, you know, there's some times where maybe she didn't want you rumbling, rumbling around in her evidence. Maybe Rude. she practically invited me into the evidence. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So I think that the way this probably comes up, I think that Hank probably finds himself really impatient with her, like when he's like digging through the files of the old Asadera bonding case and stuff like that. You know, she's like, you know, she like brings you one of those big uh, cardboard boxes. She's like, okay, I got this for you, for you, Hank. This is the this is the right number, uh, thirteen dash forty four. I said I wanted cream with the coffee. It's <laughs> just <laughs> wipe the coffee off the table. She's like, and she just kind of puts it down. She's like, you're gonna need to clean that up, and walks away. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and uh, go ahead and roll a d6. Let's see if you gain some sanity. So it's one d6 minus three. So let's see what you get for sanity. A two. Okay, so you actually, I think that means you actually lose one more sanity. Oof. What are you trying to do here? Uh, say again? What are you trying to do to me? (laughs) This is the game, man. (laughs) So, one of the things that you're, as you're digging, um, you... You, you tend to find that, uh, that as you're going along, you, you're seeing a bunch of these pictures and you're always kind of catching, you know, you've seen a lot of weird things and you guys have seen that, that not everything seems, like time doesn't seem to work the same, quite the same as it's supposed to. There is this picture of a man that you find at one point and you swear to God that you can see him partially in pictures from all sorts of different cases and all sorts of different investigations like some of the investigations like in Ace of Terabondi, like when they were uh, photographing the scene of his fire like you see the guy's face and these are old photographs like so it's hard to see but you feel like you see the same guy showing up time and time again um, he's a he looks period kind of appropriate guy he's wearing like a suit he looks to be bald and wearing like a bowler cap and uh, you just kind of, you know, he kind of becomes this mystery man for you. It's not Mark, is it? It's not Mark. No. Um, what do you like? Oh, what about Benji? What does Benji want to do for his first home scene? Um, let's see. Definitely improve skills or stats. Study the unnatural and possibly special training. Okay, well, let's start with um, we'll start with improved skills then. Uh, go ahead and let's see. So go ahead and roll two stats or skills. So you can you can increase your stats. Or actual skills down at the bottom. So whichever you want to do. Hmm. Increase them by how much? Um, we will see once you roll them. So you want to fail the roll, basically. Okay. So it's harder so to just... raise skills that are already high. Ah, uh, I see. Yes. So pick two skills. Not stats. No, you can also do a stat if you want. We gotta pick two. 
What would I be rolling against if I chose a stat? You'd be rolling that stat. So I roll a d20 and if no, no, I have a it's, 15 it's the, it's the stat times 5. It should be on your sheet, like right next to the stat. There's a number. Yeah. So yeah, you'd be rolling against like 50, 60, 70, 75, 65, 75. Wouldn't it be easier to fail the roll if... Oh, no, no, no. I see. Yeah. I got it. Okay. Now I'm just wondering if it's more efficient to roll a stat versus a skill. I don't know. You know what? I think just going off of Benji's life experiences fighting Michelle, I think I'm going to do melee weapons. <laughs> All right. I think he'll be rattled <laughs> after that. He's like, damn, I need to learn how to take care of myself. <laughs> sign me up for one of them judo classes yeah. and get me a black belt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so binge watches Karate Kid because it was the same actor was in his favorite movie Crossroads. So you're doing like you're like doing like you're doing like Kali and judo, or you are you so are you gonna do unarmed and melee, or what are you gonna do? Oh, yeah, unarmed is different, right? Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna do unarmed instead of melee weapons. So, do I just make an unarmed combat roll and see if yep. I get over forty? Yep. And tell me if you fail or if you success, or if you get a success. I failed successfully. So you got over your skill, forty-five over forty. All right, add nice. add three or uh, roll three d six. Ooh, three d six. That is six. Motherfucking teen. A six and a five and a five. Oh, add <laughs> 16 to your unarmed. Damn, Benji. Really? <laughs> also, um, need you to decrease uh, one of your bonds by one. Okay. Man, he's just in there every day. Like, you're talking about Pumping getting... iron. You're talking about him getting skinny. Like, it's just because he's just working his ass off. Um, probably subtract one from Sandy, the diner waitress, because yeah, he just doesn't have the time to go see Sandy. You're not eating ripped. a lot of greasy food. You know, you're focusing on, on lean food. proteins and whatnot. Gotta get your macros. Just following right. the way of the dragon. Yeah. Are you going to do a, are you going to do a second skill? Uh, yes, I will. Let me see what I want. You cannot do unnatural, by the way. I really want to get my cult to 100, but Jesus. I'm already at 82. That would be, like, so lucky if I got that. Yeah. Um, right. You just rolled a 6, a 5, and a 5. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? All right. Tell me what you get. Failure with an 86 over 80. Wow. All right, roll 3d6. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so, by the way, an 80 is like... An 80 is that you were like a world-class expert at something. Uh, only got an 8 on that one. A 2, a 5, and a 1. But so that puts just you, the fact that I got any... So that puts you at what? At a, a 90. Okay. Nice. Benji's now the occult guy. 
<laughs> nice. All right, subtract another one to your bonds. You said an eighty, in 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 comparative to these stats that you're like a world renowned expert at this. He would be like one of the best in the world. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Benedict, what do you want to do for one of your home scenes? So I was thinking storyline-wise, Benedict probably in this time would have been very close to getting fired. Like, for two reasons. Yeah. Jeremy, his PA, doesn't show it's up gone. to work anymore. Yeah. It's, he's just, there's no questions. And he gets asked, you know, where's your PA? Oh, I don't know. Last time I saw him, he was helping me with some paperwork, and he didn't show up the next day. So, I would say getting fired, but... I guess there needs to be some kind of an upside, and there's nothing there's nothing upside to getting fired. So. Well, you could do fulfill responsibilities, which is basically that you're just, like, working your ass off. Okay. Cost nothing, roll sanity. So, I was thinking of that. The other one is that, with all of his exposure to the artists and actually going to visit the Art Lives office, maybe he gets in contact with the Art Lives office. And he starts to understand how this whole art industry works, and he starts to get exposed to how, um, you know, art is a, is a great way to raise illicit cash, uh, especially blank canvases that go for lots and lots of dollars. <laughs> yeah. So he may go and just raise some illicit cash. Um, he doesn't have a lot to do. His life is not very meaningful without Margie, without Jeremy, uh, and without Judy. He's just got his brother, so I think he'll go and raise some illicit cash. Okay. Everyone does. As, As you one do. does. So I'm gonna roll counting bureaucracy criminology. Yeah, whichever one of those you want. Alright. Gonna roll the bureaucracy. Do I get any modifiers? No. You get you get a plus twenty. Sweet. Oh, a critical success a critical success nice <laughs> one one Ooh. under 52 all right please roll 3d6s that is 15. double double for chris is you have enough cash on hand for 30 standard purchases and we oh, will shit. so put that in your inventory that you just have the cash on hand. Thirty standard purchases. Yeah, but well, okay. there's a guide in the book. We're not going to get into it here of like vaguely how much standard is, but basically you have a bunch of cash. We can okay. finally get that satellite that shoots a power beam down to Earth and destroy the big <laughs> orbital laser. It's about yeah. time. <laughs> How many standard purchases is that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, so let's try to let's try to bang through these other ones real quick. Um, so back up to Hank. Like Hank, what's your second? What's what's one of your second home scenes that you get into? All right. Well, uh, maybe Hank is is feeling a little, you know, uh, out of sorts by his experience. So he's not much for therapy. Maybe he'll try therapy. Uh, sort through some of this stuff he went through and he's gonna be uh, uh, truthful you're gonna be truthful about every you're gonna go in here and say so I went on this crazy mission I was recruited by a secret organization 
He's gonna be like, I haven't really done this before, but we got hired of this mission. This girl was on and on, and then then this guy was murdering children in mirrors, and then we went into an alternate dimension, <laughs> and that's when we met a boy that was now a man who had who flew here with the airport ticket that we found in the other house and got sucked down into a hole by a man in a mask. <laughs> hmm. How did that make you feel? Just arches his fingers. <laughs> hmm. Well, uh, I still didn't like James too much, but uh, anyway, it, it all, go on with it all seems to go back to James. <laughs> anyway, so you, you, you are sharing therapy, and you're being very truthful, and keeping in mind that the content of this specifically is quite dangerous. You know, do you mention anything about the king in yellow? Or like... So tell me about this this yellow sign again. What does it look like? <laughs> uh, well, uh... it looks like this. I... <laughs> <laughs> Well, go ahead and go ahead and I've do. I've never been good at drawing. I'm not going to doodle that. Uh, so what do you <laughs> okay. want me to do? All right. So here, <laughs> here's the rub. All right. Um, so it says the role is either luck or the therapist psychotherapy skill. Yeah. So what does that mean? I'm just going to ask you what you want to do. Do you want to trust that this just goes well, or do you want to trust on the skills of your therapist? Also, you roll at a 20% penalty. Bonus. If I do the luck. If you do... If I do the luck roll. Well, the luck roll is just a luck roll, though. But, you know, I'll still give it to you. I'll still give it to you because you have so much time, and that's kind of the instructions of it, so... What do y'all want to do? Go with the psychotherapist or luck? You can roll the dice. And so I get a 20%. I just rolled D100, right? Yeah. All right, let's do it. All right. Tell me what you get. 29. A 29. That is a success. Huh. All right. Um, okay. Roll 1D, uh, 1D4. Oof. And gain that That, that could have gone very poorly. Yeah. 1d4, you say? Yep. 1. <laughs> gain 1 sanity. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Does that just go back in your sanity points? Yeah. What about, oops, uh... Oops, what about Benedict? Uh, I think the natural progression is after all this illicit cash gets raised he's gonna squander it he's gonna squander it yeah <laughs> all right um so roll either a um an accounting or a luck roll um oh my god are hey, you hey i'm sorry to interrupt joe yeah it said 1d6 did it yeah Go to therapy. I'm assuming I say. Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at the one for for not sharing truthfully. Yes, one d six. So re-roll it. Take your. Take Fuck. Your Is it one again? <laughs> 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 oh, nice. 
Uh, All right, so let's talk about squandering that cash. Um, so basically, God, this I'm gonna have to pull out the book for this. So you're gonna you're gonna squander the cash on either an um, what is it? An an extreme or major expense. So uh, need orbital you to roll, laser. Need the orbital laser. Laser need you to roll a um, a either an accounting or a luck roll. 1d100 okay let's see what do you which one are you doing uh luck okay 64 that's not a pass that is uh, not good all right um go ahead and roll a d6 two all right remove two from one of your bonds Oof. As you, the spending of this money really atta- probably attracts the wrong kind of attention from one of your bonds. Did you figure out your new bond yet, by the way? Uh, yeah, I think the new bond is going to be... <laughs> he takes home a small pigeon that he met in the park with a broken this wing. fucking birds, man. To replace Margie. <laughs> and he was sitting there just feeding it crumbs while he was alone listening to or just thinking about the Abbey song all day and all the people he's lost and then he saw this pigeon and it appealed to all the things that he'd lost in the past yeah so he gets uh, Papua New Guinea the pigeon Papua New Guinea is the the name of the pigeon (laughs) I love that Um, what kind of thing do you think that you're going to squander that that money on by the way What is what is what is Benedict like? <laughs> Jeez, <clears throat> he likes collecting keepsakes. So I think he will. He's going to try and commission an artist with all of the connections that he made before oh, okay. to get the solicit money. He's going to commission an artist to do a sculpture of Michelle. Like a, oh, that's a beautiful weird. sculpture from that photograph. Oh, that feels bad. Create a this... little bust in his. This is unhealthy. This feels weird. <laughs> and this is where Papua New Guinea sits. Papua New Guinea sits on the bust's head. <laughs> oh, that's so weird. Okay, cool. Roger that. Uh, go ahead and take off uh, ten of those standard, uh, of those standard funds you have. Money well spent, I say. <laughs> right. <laughs> he just stares at it with his hands on his hips. <laughs> it's great. Uh, uh. All right. Uh, what about Benji? What's what's Benji's second home pursuit? Do you think? Uh, so talk to me about special training and study the unnatural, because it doesn't really say what you get and what you risk. So th- this is really. Um... Yeah, this is really, really a weird one because studying the natural is going to require you going someplace and doing some things. Give me... What do you want to do? Do you want to study the natural? Is that what you want to do? Yeah, I think... um... Is it What is it called when professors take a leave of absence to go study? Is it a sabbatical? Yeah. 
Um, so what if Benji did a sabbatical and went to like, I don't know, Turkey or something to study folk music that is kind of like the blues. Um, and he just like takes in, like he finds himself in a similar position and he finds like a, where the music is like tied to dark arts or something and he stumbles into some trouble there. All right, roll me an occult roll, you son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's go to... Occult... Critical. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Under 90. Jeez. (laughs) You find your... I'm going to say that you find yourself not in um, that or that you find yourself in Istanbul. Um, Istanbul. That's where I wanted to go. That's where um, that's where Prague is, right? Is it? Am I wrong about that? Prague is a whole different place, isn't it? Anyway, you find yourself in Istanbul and you find yourself in like you find yourself you know, like searching through, you know, and like in, in by meeting with people back alleyways and paying and bribing people to let you into like secret meetings and whatnot. And maybe they're uh, like seances that incorporate music as part of the rituals. Right. Like I imagine like very, like a, like a sitar, uh, like music going on as like people are like, you know, like holding hands around like a seance table kind of thing. Speaking in tongues. Yeah. Witches um, are getting naked. The problem it's hanging out. <laughs> the problem is though, <laughs> is that everyone else is having these experiences, you know, it's like it's kinda hard to tell, you know, what's drug induced and what's not. But you keep seeing over and over how the corner of your eye, sometimes at the table, you know, in the reflection of a crystal ball or something, you keep seeing this image of this clown. The same clown that you saw that first day in Madison Mm. Square Park and Mm. uh, you eventually you continue to delve and you find out more and more Um, you know a lot of it is kind of just of the occultic stuff and you can kind of tell where it came from but every now and then you know you're here in this place because you were you remember that in this book about the um, the Russo-Germanic hegemony that was about the Mm -hmm. invasion that came out of this out of Turkey uh, this thing called the Black Wind. Yeah. And you find history uh, going way, way back, and you find mentions of this, of this, of these cities or these places. What is it? Is it Yatil? Yatil? You see Carcosa every now and then. You hear it whispered on the wind. Uh, so that's, and that's Y apostrophe T H I L L for you. Um, so go ahead and roll a d4. Alright, 1d4. You know, right you know what? You know what? Wait, I'll, so, I'll let you roll a d... You know, do it again. Roll a d6. Because you did get a critical. Well, now you're just making up rolls. <laughs> I rolled higher on the d4 than I did the d6. Okay. <laughs> What'd you get? On the D4, I got a 4. On the D6, I got a 3. Take the 3 and add it to your supernatural. 
Supernatural's so wait, hard, to, hard to build. Wait, wait, unnatural? Unnatural, yes. Okay. Unnatural, supernatural. Benji's worked on himself during this time. Yeah. Not necessarily in a great way. So, who's the new Bond you meet while you're in Turkey? Oh, I think he would have a his first ever romantic fling. Yeah. I think he lost his virginity to a Turkish girl. Let's look up generic Turkish girl names. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Turkish girl names list. There's got to be some, 103 some in there. fascinating Turkish girl names. I'm going to go with the first. Ooh, no, I like that one. Zara. Zara. Z-E-H-R-A. Yeah, go ahead and Zara. add Zara to your Bond list. Uh, she's the one that replaces T-Model Ford. There is no replacing T-Model Ford. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, back up to the top with... Uh, or no, uh, is it... Oh, yeah, back up to the top with Hank for, for your last home scene. Well, I guess since he lost his bond with his five sons and all that, and they don't really care for him too much, he finds himself kind of in between doing his job and looking at the investigation and going to therapy. He decides to kind of do something good and like work in a soup kitchen maybe a couple times, but he meets uh, five men. Named Jethro, Jonah, Jude, Julius, and JJ. <laughs> and uh, he just feels sorry for them and he says, I got Joe. plenty of soup back at my house. Why don't y'all just come on with me and we can hang out, you know? And uh, that's what he does. Joe fully just has his face <laughs> in his hands. We <laughs> So you have you now have a a group of five homeless people living with you. They're your new bond. I just invited them over, you know, and if we get along, they can stay for a little bit. If not, no harm. Alright, make me a charisma roll. Let's see what happens. I hope it fails, you son of a bitch. I hope it fails so bad. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> Wait, also, you, you take a plus 20. Critical! Oh my god! god. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> the most important critical oh of the game. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, normally you take the bond with half of your charisma. What's your, what's your charisma? 13. 13. Go ahead and put your bond with these guys... Yes. At 10. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> what are their names oh, again? Jethro, Jonah, Jude, Julius, and JJ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, good. You've got new bonds to deflect Sandy oh damage on. All nice. right. Uh, Benedict. Oh, that's a hard act to follow. Yeah, um, man. <laughs> uh, I think he's just going to work on himself. He's going to try and improve his skills. He, he wasn't very good at um, 
what was he not good at? He wasn't so good at... Every time he wanted to find out if somebody was doing something right or wrong, he just could never figure it out. So I think he wants to work on his human, if that's possible. Okay, you could spend some time with some investigative journalist, you know, who are used to kind of getting the read of people. Yeah, he'll probably go and attend that same soup kitchen and just watch people going in and out and how the attendees kind of find their homes with new people. Yeah. And he thinks he sees Hank there, but... No, it can't. That <laughs> Hank, Hank would never be here. <laughs> Alright, uh, go ahead and roll that skill then. You want to fail the skill, and you get a plus 20. Wait, so you get a, technically you get a negative 20, I guess. Minus 20, yeah. Yeah. Failure. All 86 right. over 56. Roll 3d6. You guys are getting super lucky, man. That's I a know. 14. I think we've turned 14. Add 14 Ooh, to your... Nice. What, what are you adding that to? Human? Human, yeah. Okay. And also remove... Human is up. And remove one bond score. One from okay. one of your bonds. And then you have another... You can't say that's one more human. <laughs> and then you have a one more skill. So that's now... Wow. Okay. Human is up to 70. That's good. Nice. I mean, we're doing pretty well aside from almost going insane. Right. A couple points away from being <laughs> well, insane. Remember, crossing crossing a sanity threshold is not the end of the world. It does complicate things. Oh, it's things. not? <laughs> well, yeah. I thought that was a okay. death sentence. Okay, Here's a question. Bad. How much sleep do we get over, I don't know, 20 years or so? <laughs> Why? <laughs> you regenerate 70 points after sleeping, right? No. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> nope. Oh, fuck me. All right. Uh, so what's your uh, other skill other thing, you want to do? I think searching. He, he really wanted to find something. I don't think he found a single thing on that last expedition. Yeah. Well, so a really good way to build search. up that skill is to go to Madison Square Garden and uh, try to uh, pick up all of the loose hypodermic needles lying around. He he tries that. He also steps in. There's a pond there, right? Yeah, sure. I don't know. He goes into the pond and tries to pick up some of the pennies. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's looking for a particular one fails 73 all right over 33. take that uh that 3d6 and subtract one from a bond mm. so roll another 3d6 yep 11 yep man Sweet. what's your what's your search at now 44 that's not bad um things with barlow aren't going right it seems like no? benedict has become very attached to this weird new pigeon that Barlow sees in his home and yeah. like barely even pays any attention to Barlow when he comes past. I imagine Barlow's like, uh, so I see the statue's still here. <laughs> Thought you said you were gonna get rid of it. Uh, oh no. <laughs> don't don't be don't be insane, man. Yeah. <laughs> the love of my life. She'll A lot of pigeon shit in here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> legitimately a health violation health code violation what about Benji so Benji you know you get back from that trip. I would say about this time is probably when uh, in 2007 is probably around this time when uh, Model T dies no yeah and you know no, and you would is... and you would probably interviewed him a few times and uh, whatnot. 
so it's it's like you know you you have a relationship with him you had a bond with him you know you were this researcher on him and you know you found him really interesting mm-hmm. you probably went to the funeral yeah for sure um so what is uh special training special training I actually I'm actually not super sure you're gonna make me look in the book it doesn't really give any details yeah this is also the short uh, this is the short um, the short guide so this doesn't Mm -hmm. go into it as much as everything else uh, but can you do special training huh yeah yeah that's right we can do special training if you feel like looking that up, or I can just try to go to therapy, uh, sharing, not sharing truthfully. That would be my second option. Okay, special trainings. Uh, special trainings are things that are very, they're just ba- very specific. Uh, examples, parachuting, skiing, scuba, spacesuit operation, uh... <laughs> Exotic weapons, hand grenades, deep knowledge of subculture, another culture's country's criminal codes, lockpicks, electronic security system, inside knowledge of a conspiracy, fluency of a rare dialect, or black markets. Wow. So That sounds kind of cool. Black markets? Without I even have to roll, you should do that. What are the mechanics of it? Reduce a bond. Um, So you gain a skill with black markets. Uh, Let's see. Are you going with black markets skill? I was thinking spacesuit operation. Yeah, it might be. (laughs) That'll parachute. Super handy. I don't know. What do y'all think would be a good one to go with? Well, what do you think? Locking what do you think, Benji? What do you think? What do you think Benji would get into? Yeah, deep local knowledge, I'm sure. Deep local knowledge would make the most sense story-wise, um, and that would kind of go hand in hand with sabbatical. It could be Turkish lore. But hand grenades. But hand, on the other hand, hand <laughs> grenades. Well, what about hand grenades? <laughs> well, but yeah. like, I mean, you talk you talk about black markets, though. Like, that's kind of like the idea of. Um, the idea of like accessing because you've had to kind of get a hold of all this secret knowledge and like penetrate these cults and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, I like that idea too. Like maybe so if it's 2007 ish, there'd be like all these uh, super basic forums like trading occult stuff. Maybe he's got like some. I mean, the dark web's there at that time. It's not as advanced as it is now, but it's there. Yeah. On the dark webs. I could see, uh, I could see Black Market. Let me just, I'm just gonna give us a quick Google, like, and just see, because I want to make sure I give you something that's, like, I really don't know how much skill to give you in it, though. Like, to begin with. Yeah, it just says you gain that skill. With a skill or stat, so it just gets applied to maybe an existing one as like a specialization. Yeah, I think that's probably a good idea. So, Benji, 
over on uh, foreign language and other skills, hit the plus sign there and add it. And I would say that you can, it says here, criminology or charisma. So I'll take that to mean that you can use your criminology or your charisma skill to access black markets. And I'm pretty sure... Where's foreign languages and other skills? Down at the bottom of your skills in that little blank uh, white box on the bottom right. And there's a, a plus button okay. to add okay. more there. All right. What should I put? I'll just put uh, black markets. And because this is what's in the book, it says that the skills you can use for this are criminology or charisma. I'm pretty sure your charisma is way higher than your criminology. Your charisma is 75. Ooh, baby. So if you want access to some black market shit, I'm gonna... I might regret this, but it's what's in the book. Oof. That's what it looks like. So You're 75% uh, proficient at accessing black markets. First roll is do... a success. 275. <laughs> um, go ahead and, um, and reduce a bond by one point. I think we're gonna do pretty good at this one, guys. You know, as <laughs> you guys, y'all use this character. I guess y'all might not. As you guys are, um, are, and Benji, who takes the hit, the bond wise? Who takes the Zara. hit? Zara. I don't think she likes me getting involved with dangerous people like that. Yeah, that's fair. Does does Zara does uh does she come back to New York with you? We're working on it. We haven't figured out the green card situation yet. Ah, uh, gotcha. It is it is post nine eleven. It's uh, things are complicated from coming from the Middle East. That's for sure. So yeah, you know what I mean, John. <laughs> yeah, no idea. <laughs> John has no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and you know, you go to you go to you go to uh, T Model Ford's funeral, and you know, and everybody's just beside themselves, you know, and paying the respects. Uh, lots of huge blues legends and stuff. You're allowed into the private forum because you did have kind of this um, this relationship, and you see his uh, his sister there, and she's just you know beside herself. She's an elderly woman herself, uh, very much so. She's you know she just says uh, she says oh oh Benji, you know they say he done OD'd, but you know he didn't. You know he drank, but he didn't. He didn't touch the hard stuff. You I never know, knew him too. You know, Benji. You know he didn't. That's right. And she just cries and cries. Oh, yeah. I pat her on the back and try to console her. <laughs> you you, you want to hear me pick a mean one? Would that help? <laughs> no, Benji. It's too soon. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Sure, his guitar's right on his casket. Yeah, it's right here. Just go ahead and pick it right up there. Just, just prize his his clammy, cold hands off his guitar and just go to town. Gonna pick one. So yeah, so that is where you guys are at. Like you got and you guys' characters, you guys' stories have changed a lot. It has been twenty years. Um, like. Man, Hank is. Hank's got a lot going on, a lot of new stuff. Uh, a lot of new friends. <laughs> a lot of new so friends. Many new friends. Um, 
Benedict Benedict has gotten weirder. Like Benedict has just gotten weirder. Like he's gotten a little bit of a I don't know. Well, did we ever cover how you made this illicit cash? Like Yeah, it was through art. Oh yeah, art through sales. through art yeah. <laughs> possibly illegal art dealings. <laughs> um you know, so he's like he's a little bit off the grid. His relationships are really suffering. Um and Benji has just gotten deep into the unnatural, deep into the occult. Um and it's, I guess he got a girlfriend out of it, question mark. But it's, <laughs> but still, like he's uh he you've all lost a lot of important people in this time. You know, you have the meeting with uh Marcus in two thousand three where he kinda tells you to watch your back and ever since then, you know each of you probably has at least a time or two where throughout the years where, you know, you you could swear that you're being tailed. Uh or that, you know, that you know, there's a time or two where you know you pick up your phone and you could almost swear that you could hear like like odd sounds on your phone, thing like that. Benji, you are haunted by this clown, kind of wherever you go. Um, and it is one of those things that even as you're messing around this occultic stuff, that you constantly kind of see it pop up here and there. I would say that Benedict uh, has some weird stuff, but it sounds like he's just making his own weird stuff. Uh, you know. Maybe sometimes he says, "If you surround yourself with enough weird stuff, then everything is weird, and <laughs> nothing's weird." weird. Well. well, you know, it's <laughs> like, in, and sometimes as you're sitting there, you know, you're sitting there and reading. Sometimes you read to Michelle's statue. You know, she loved to read. I know uh, she's listening too. Yeah, and you you're reading, and you could almost swear for just a second that a uh, Papua New Guinea. You could almost swear that Papua New Guinea starts to whistle. Whatever happened to Abby? Just just a few a few notes of it. The pigeon? Yeah, the pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> you can almost swear Jesus. you hear. And you know, and and Hank, as you are, you're sitting there with uh with Reginald, your your therapist, your therapist. Uh, he's, you know, you tell him all these things, and you know, you you know that he just thinks that these are all delusions, and but you're paying him well, and he's not going to report you as being absolutely nuts back to back to the marshal service, but. You know, sometimes as you, you know, as you see him write down on your notepad, you know, you just get a little bit nervous about what he's writing down there and where it's going to go. But mm. you're getting it off your chest bit by bit. But guys, I think that is a good end for our session zero for season nice. two. Sweet. As we get ready to move on into the next chapter of Impossible Landscapes. I am. So this means everybody super. chose to do the same character again. Yeah, you know, I, okay. I'd kind of put it out there if you guys want to switch something up. Um, that sounds like. I mean, I still haven't made my mind up, but I gotta say, I'm leaning more towards Benji now. That he's gotten some that edge. he just rolled really fucking well. <laughs> oh, just on the meta, the meta reason that he's yeah, that he's really. But also over, over twenty years, you can like change his his character would have changed a yeah. bunch. Well, well see, uh, and you Probably, guys are, yeah. and you guys are like, you guys are older now. Like Hank, especially Hank was what 40, 45? I mean, he's in his sixties now. Like you know, in twenty fifteen, <laughs> when we're getting ready a bunch to of uh, homeless people, yeah, with a bunch of homeless people living in his home. Um, but yeah, so next time, guys, uh, we are gonna pick up in two thousand fifteen. So uh, 
be kind of have it on your minds. Hey, we're going to be in New York 2015. Have it on your minds. You know, what what are what is Hank? What is Benedict? What is Benji? What do they look like in 2015? What is going on for them right then? Like has have you found a way to have you found a way by 2015 to get Zara to the states? Um you know, has uh, has Benedict moved to an actual <laughs> bigger apartment or a smaller, weirder apartment, perhaps? <laughs> has Hank had to build a bunch of bunk beds in the living room? Like, what's what's going on? And just uh, just kind of have that in mind. Um, but for everyone watching or listening, I want to thank you for tuning in to our little session zero as we do our our little bit of an epilogue and a little bit of prep for season two. And uh, listen, head over to r slash Greenbox Gaming. Give us a uh, give us a, a, a subscribe or follow or whatever the hell it is on there, and uh, and let us know who's listening. If you want to listen, if you want to hear the episodes a week early, uh, consider hitting up our Patreon, uh, which is also linked there on the uh, Reddit uh, to support us, so we can get some better, more high quality assets and stuff like that, uh, so that we can continue to make something good for you guys uh do you guys have any last words before we get off here i'd like to say hi to steve it's always with fucking steve man <laughs> <laughs> but yeah well thank you guys for joining me for session zero uh oh for those listening also there is going to be a week we're going to like kind of take a week off there's going to be a delay we're just going to do this episode here and then uh, but so Oh, wait, no. By the time you listen to this, never mind. Ignore that. Forget I'm speaking. Nice. (laughs) Right. Uh, But yeah, so uh, it was great to meet with you guys today. And uh, we will see you next time. Bye. Deuces. Deuces.